Bailey Ober is absolutely dominant in a Twins winner Tuesday night over the White Sox. Let's break this one down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It's Tuesday, September 27th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker. You're with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Brandon Warren, Twins dominate the Sox tonight on the pitching side. Bailey Ober is terrific. What's your takeaway here? I, I just think <clears throat> when he's at his best, the shape of his pitches, the way he works in and out of the zone setting things up, is incredible. I, the 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 sweeping action of his curveball has both depth. It's got plane. He's got so many things you want. And then, as Royce Molly was talking about tonight too, I think there has to be something to the fact that a guy that big with the extension that he gets when he hits ninety two, it feels a lot more like ninety four, ninety five when it gets to a hitter. I, I have a fun trivia question for you. Let's see if you can answer it. This was the X number of times that a twins pitcher has thrown a pitch in the eighth inning this year, starting pitcher. How many times do you think it is? I'm going to say Sonny did it. I'm going to say Sonny did it once. And I think Joe Ryan did it. I'm going to say that's three. So it is three. Okay. But it's Dylan Bundy in June that you're. Oh yes. In Arizona. I think that was in Arizona. Yep. Yep. And then Joe Ryan just a little over a week ago. So just the third time that a twins pitcher has thrown a pitch, a starting pitcher has thrown a pitch in the eighth inning and only one of them, Dylan Bundy finished the inning. So quite a year, man. Quite a year. Over was good. And my dad asked me tonight, like how many more wins do you think the twins would have had if Bailey Ober, they had Bailey Ober healthy in this rotation. And I was like, I don't know, you know, and he said, you know, maybe four or five. What do you think, Brandon? Like if Ober was healthy all year, how much of a difference would that have made? And and we've saw him at his absolute best tonight, but I think, you know, overall he's a, he's a solid mid rotation starter. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a couple wins at least just because the, the, Issues with whether it's Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy at times, whoever was twofold. It was not only taxing on the rest of the rotation because it was it went from a short start to a long bullpen outing to if the next guy had a short start, then it taxes the bullpen. And then that next starters asked to go longer probably than they're effective. And so it's a domino effect that I don't think it's simply as saying like, oh, hey, Bailey Ober probably would have been a two win pitcher by Fangraph's war or something this year to me that it doesn't really work that way. So I think it's possible maybe as many as three or four, but again, too, did he start games in these hypothetical games that Emilio Pagan blew? Mm. So he keeps them close and Pagan blows them. So I'd say you can, you can safely say a few or a couple and, um, you know, feel pretty good about it because he looks really dang good right now. And it's just a shame that he hasn't stayed healthy. 
Lance Lynn beat up at Target Field this year by the Twins, and Matt Walner got him tonight for a little two-run homer there to end his outing. As we've said before, it's always good to see the Twins beat up on Lance Lynn. But I think Walner, this is like the Matt Walner experience tonight. Three strikeouts, but he hit a home run. Well, I was thinking of the, uh, what is the meme? All my Extend Lance Lynn. All my homies love Lance Lynn. Uh, boy, him getting beat up at Target Field, that's a sight for sore eyes, isn't it? I think I remember a little bit of that from a few years ago. But, yeah, that Walner homer, I think they said it was 45-degree launch angle. I mean, that's literally scraping moon dust at that point. But, again, shows what he's capable of when he makes contact. Will it be often enough for him to be an everyday regular big league player? Who knows? We're about to find out probably in the very near future. But for now, enjoy the ride because he's given a lot of baseballs rides. And then, you know, every now and then he's got that uh, occasional stroll back to the dugout shaking his head. So it's very all or nothing at this point. It'll be interesting to see because his swing and his approach is, is interesting to watch in the majors. It's always fun to see these guys come up. You learn about them as we watch them kind of break in. Very grooved, Brandon. It reminds me it, re- I, it reminds me a little bit of Miguel Sano. Just the, the grooved action to the swing. But when he makes contact, uh, it's it's big-time contact. Well, if I'm not mistaken, was the plate appearance before his home run a three-pitch strikeout I think against Lenslin? I think yeah. so. So, I mean, that's the name of the game right there is adjustments. And the there's no better time and better place to make them than in the big leagues against some pretty good pitching. But in games where if you make a mistake, it's not going to be as big of a deal. So to see a guy like Walner getting playing time is is certainly good. Miranda, three hits. You know, he's had some some stretches of late where it's like, okay, he's readjusting back to the league. It's just a shame, too, that there hasn't been more opportunity for the Twins young players who have a, a real big-time future here because these are prime opportunities for guys to see still pretty good pitching, pretty good opposition, but play in games that can be managed a little more uh, loosey-goosey to give these guys some in-game experience. Eight games left with five against the Chicago White Sox. And I know I said when I came on today, Brandon, it's always good to beat the White Sox. And I think for the Twins, there's very little left to play for, but they have an opportunity to finish in second and have the Sox finish in third. I care more about the Sox finishing in third than I do the Twins finishing in second, but they have a chance to do that and kind of put the nail in uh, what has been a bad year, a bad second half for both teams, but given the expectations, uh, especially for the White Sox. Yeah, everybody thought they were going to be the class of the Central, and it would really be fitting for them to tumble down to third. Certainly not as bad as Kansas City, certainly not as bad as Detroit, but to be the best of the worst or the worst of the best, um, you know, not too exciting. So that's not to say second place is much better, but it would look good to end this stretch with some solid pitching, some solid hitting. You know, and we saw that today. Uh, You know, people might say, too, we talked about over-pitching into the eighth inning getting stretched out to to 91 pitches. Well, why didn't they do that all year? Well, for one, their offense wasn't scoring any runs to the point where they even had the luxury of a four-run lead late in the game. Um, Guys like Ober were throwing 91 pitches in five innings instead of seven and a third. It's a very delicate balance. And you know what? It it was great that he got a little lengthened out tonight. Um, But we we don't have to break everything down like that. It's just... It was a good outing. He got up to 91 pitches, and we just could kind of leave it at that. Some things have been consistent all year long, Brandon, on this team, a team that has had inconsistent health, inconsistent performances. Yoan Duran has been consistently 
unbelievable for this team. He pitched the ninth inning tonight, and I think we've seen so many great outings from him. That was one of the more dominant, especially the first two hitters, one of the more dominant outings we've seen from him um, all season. Well, and I was looking at the box score when you're talking about consistency. Griffin Jacks has been really good this year, too. And I don't want to go off on a tangent on Griffin Jacks, but just what a phenomenal job he's done transferring from the starting rotation to the bullpen. Now, let's get down to brass tacks with Duran. And I said this, um, oh, what was it? Probably two or three months ago on Twitter. You know, Johan, Johan Duran is the blank. And what, I'm trying to remember how I phrased it. If it was dominant reliever in Twins history, because I didn't say best. I was very careful not to say best. Nastiest, maybe. He's got to be number one, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. they've never had anybody throw this hard. He's he's the nastiest reliever in Twins history, bar none. He has the best stuff in Twins history. I By mean, far. He has to. Yeah, he has. There's no question. They've never had to do throw this hard. They've never had to do with a 90-mile-an-hour curveball. He can command and then a splitter at 99, the splinker. It's mm-hmm. absurd to watch him pitch. And, you know, we've discussed this before, but – little fringe moves that you make can come back and, and help you in the future. And they traded Eduardo Escobar and they got you on Duran, And it looks like he's going to be their highest leverage reliever for the next, you know, five plus seasons. How, how much do you remember that trade deadline 2018? Because that was a really tough year to cover the team, but I remember it a lot. And um, the twins made a lot of trades and they got some pretty interesting pieces back in Celestino, Duran, Alcala, um, you know, some other guys that didn't do as much, Melts. but right. They got some guys who, um, you know, they used Rayleigh as part of the Maeda deal. Uh, sometimes selling isn't sexy. And sometimes teams don't want to say goodbye to guys like Eduardo Escobar and, or Brian Dozier. Um, and it can be painful, but this is exactly what, what sometimes teams need to do when the, the writing's on the wall that the season's over. It's, it's painful. It sucks, but, what a nice find by the twins. And, you know, it's easy for us to focus on the negatives. Chris Archer was bad. Dylan Bundy wasn't very good. All this stuff. Matt Shoemaker was horrible. Jay Happ was horrible. They've had some situations that have panned out for them. Jose Barrios got a huge contract. He struggled this year. Um, Duran's been awesome. They moved Jax out of the rotation. He's been awesome. Bailey Ober came basically out of nowhere. It doesn't mean that it's all daisies, but we can pick some weeds and admire the flowers at the same time. Yeah, just got to have a couple more success stories, and it feels like that yep. could um, that could help kind of turn the tide here, especially on the pitching front. Reese, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Reese, we'll finish with this. Duran not getting to pitch in the postseason is very unfortunate. Hopefully, he will get to pitch a lot in the postseason beyond this year. That will require uh, a good offseason for the Oh, by the way, did you see he hit 104 tonight? Yes, that's incredible. Unreal. Four. I've, ne- I've personally never seen – 104. I, I'm probably forgetting, but I've never seen 104 on the TV when I'm watching a game. I've well, it was the was the Araldis 105 legit? I can't even remember if it was pre, probably pre Statcast, so it might have been yep. juiced. But yep. incredible. Just I mean, yep. he he keeps resetting records you and I had never seen before. Insane, Brandon. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Twins beat the Sox. Ober is great. And thanks again, everybody.